Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. On Friday, President Joe Biden will be visiting leaders from Saudi Arabia to discuss everything from bolstering security in the region to reorienting policy with the kingdom. Well, everything except the one thing he really needs but can't get, more oil. A hard push by the president to get Saudi Arabia to pump new crude supplies in the world oil market would probably fail for a variety of reasons. And even if it did work, it could unsettle the markets. So today, I check in with Politico's Ben Lefebvre about the complex dynamics Biden faces heading into Friday, why talking oil policy will be a tightrope for Biden, and what energy-related issues the president will still focus on. It's Thursday, July 14th. So, Ben, President Joe Biden is visiting Saudi Arabia on Friday, And at least publicly, the administration seems to be reluctant to say this is about oil. Why is that? And why might a hard push with Saudi leaders to get more oil fail? They don't want to push the oil angle a little bit. I mean, this trip is basically the quo in the quid pro quo that we saw last month where Biden called on OPEC to hasten the ramp up in its oil production. The idea was when OPEC did do that, when they agreed to do that, or at least agree to those steps, that Biden would, in return, make a visit to Saudi Arabia and specific in in the Middle East in general to hopefully reset the relationship that had been not so great. Biden famously called Saudi Arabia an international pariah because of human rights concerns. So this visit was seen as the outcome of Saudi Arabia and OPEC plus agreeing to raise their oil production rates. Right. So if that's kind of baked in a little bit, what's the best case scenario for the administration coming out of these talks, specifically in terms of oil? Might there be anything new? No, we're not expecting too much. Folks I talked to thought the most the administration might be able to do is just have their people talk to the Saudis people or to OPEC's people, maybe get an agreement that Saudi Arabia in particular will invest to expand its oil production capacity or maybe to make some investments into the big Motiva refinery that Saudi Aramco runs in Texas. I mean, as far as oil production out of OPEC or Saudi per se, I mean, one of the reasons that they'll probably not want to bring up the issue too loudly is there's concerns that OPEC's not able even to meet production boost targets it had set last month when the administration started hammering on that. So I think the idea is that If Biden came out and said, we really need you guys to increase your oil output, it might put the Saudis in a spot of put up or shut up where they're not really able to put up. And that's just not the way you want your diplomacy to work. Another thing that Biden could bring up would be to nudge the Saudis away. And Biden's also going to meet with the Gulf Cooperative Council, which is like a group of like six Middle Eastern Gulf countries to maybe consider kicking Russia out of OPEC plus, which is like the informal coalition of oil producing countries that join up with OPEC. Now we've heard that this is already an issue or a topic that OPEC countries may already be considering. 
So I don't know if you're Biden, if you want to press that issue too much, but Biden might still want to highlight the fact that Russia is losing friends in the international arena quite quickly and might behoove OPEC to distance itself away from Russia. So it's probably the two biggest things that Biden may be able to hope for on this as far as energy is concerned. Right. So even if they bring up Russia's membership in OPEC plus being the Biden side, you don't expect that necessarily the Saudis to be too receptive to that as well as far as diminishing Russia's role. I think it would just be like Biden administration being part of like an amicus brief. This is going to be OPEC's decision. And I'm sure they probably already know where Biden stands on this. It's just going in and saying what you're expected to say, but you got to say it anyway, you know, whether OPEC will take that to heart is another matter. OPEC may want to keep Russia in to make sure with all this concern that they don't have the spare capacity, they probably want to keep Russia on their side because Russia obviously can produce oil. But Russia may be thinking of dropping out of OPEC plus maybe as a way to skirt the quotas that OPEC member nations are expected to meet on their oil production. Russia might want to say, we want to produce more. We have to produce more to keep the banks full. So, you know, thanks, but no thanks. We're out. Right. And just looking outside energy for a second and and oil in particular. So the administration is promising that the focus of Biden's visit will be bigger than energy. What else do you expect to be on the table? And and what what does the administration mean by, you know, looking at kind of a tent of issues here? The administration's still been trying to seek a nuclear deal with Iran. And this would be something that the Saudis would be very interested in. There's constant friction between the two countries. And one of the conditions of an Iranian nuclear deal may be the United States lifts its sanctions of Iranian oil exports, which would be an energy issue, but it's almost a bank shot to a certain extent. So that would be something they bring up, as well as Saudi Arabia is looking to get into more different forms of energy production for its own country. You know, I think the Saudis, to a certain extent, see that writing on the wall, on on the wall for oil production writ large. You know, obviously, the argument goes, we'll still need oil production. But Saudi, I guess, wants to expand its portfolio of what it has on the ground as far as its own energy needs. Also, you know, there's talk that Saudi Arabia has a huge sovereign wealth fund. So there may be talk of like, can you use some of those funds to bankroll climate-related infrastructure or climate resiliency assets in other countries. That might be something that comes up. Also, on Wednesday, the Canadian government reported that it sent out less than half of the $1.4 billion Canadian dollars included in its climate fund, known as the Low Carbon Economy Fund. That money is meant to help provinces and territories cut greenhouse gas emissions, despite extending the program multiple times. Now, even though it's been a slow rollout, many provinces still say they're on track to spend the money they've been allocated by March 31st, 2024, the fund's end date. But several say the fund is, quote, administratively heavy, and that it's been a challenge to find projects eligible for funding. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production? to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? 
Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.